0: This is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. This is episode number 36. This is the second part of our discussion on meetings. Last week, we Began talking about meetings and the importance of of meetings and and about how much time we actually spend in meetings and about how important it is to make sure our meetings are engaging. We actually began to talk about the comparison between a great movie and a great meeting and how the engagement should be similar. <laughs> we should begin to be invested in in what's happening in the meeting, just like we are in a in a great movie. And that many of the same elements of a great movie are in a great meeting as well. We talked about conflict. We talked about, you know, people being engaged within the discussion, just like they'd be engaged in a movie. Some of the ideas that were shared came from the book Death by Meeting, written by Patrick Lencioni. And today we're actually going to continue that discussion and go into a little more detail about some of the different types of meetings that Patrick Lencioni recommends. Patrick Lencioni, he gave this quote, we ended our last podcast with this quote. He said, to make meetings more effective, we need to have multiple types of meetings and clearly distinguish between the various purposes, formats, and timing of those meetings. So Patrick Lencioni shares four types of meetings, and I'm going to share those with you today. Now, these four types of meetings are they the only types of meetings? Of course not. Uh, can you modify these meetings and and make it so that they're a little bit different or a little bit different structure for yourself? Uh, of course, you know there there are lots of different ways to do it. This is one that the division that he has. I have actually used and used these types of meetings in my with my own teams, and they've worked worked very well. And so there are different ways that you can do it within your own team and be extremely successful or just take the method that he has here. So the four types of meeting that Patrick Patrick Lencioni brings up are these. He says the first one is a daily check-in, then a weekly tactical meeting, a monthly strategic meeting, and a quarterly off-site review. So each of these different meetings actually has a different time frame attached. We'll talk about each one. The daily check-in is the shortest and the quarterly off-site review is the longest of these meetings. So the daily check-in, pretty straightforward. He recommends it be five to 10 minutes and it's a chance to share kind of the the daily schedules and activities and things that are happening in your world. So with your team, hey, what's what's happening? Some teams I've been a part of in the past have called this a stand-up meeting and sometimes you actually do stand up so that the meeting doesn't get long. It's just a, a quick check-in, no reason to sit down, get comfortable. We're just going to check in, make sure everybody's on the same page, and it's just going to be quick items that need to happen, quick coordination. And it's one of those meetings that you don't cancel, even if not everyone can make it, right? Whoever's there, you keep it going, right? So daily check-in meeting. I imagine most of the organizations or most of the teams that you work with, you have some form of this meeting right it might look not look exactly like that it may not be first thing in the morning it may be later in the day but i find that most people have a meeting like this most teams and it's often first thing in the morning to make sure everybody's on the same page the next one is the weekly tactical meeting so this weekly weekly tactical meeting is is i think what a lot of people consider as a meeting it's one of those things that's just the the kind of get things done meeting and so this meeting time, he recommends 45 to 90 minutes, right? And so he says that that this is the meeting where you'll review a lot of the weekly activities and different things that are happening, metrics, and kind of resolve different obstacles that have, have gotten in your way on a weekly basis. He actually recommends not setting an agenda until after everyone has kind of reported at the beginning. So everyone's had a chance to say, hey, this is what's happening. These are the issues at hand, and then you can set the agenda at that time, determine what's most important, spend the most time on the items that are most important to the team. And so he also recommends that as strategic items come up in that meeting, that you postpone them. You write them down and you postpone them so that you can talk about any strategic items when you have a strategic meeting. So this is an important thing, making sure that you keep these meetings divided properly. Otherwise, you'll start losing people. you ever been in a meeting that way where we're in the weekly meeting. All of a sudden, everyone is you're going off into some big strategy land, you know, and maybe you and one other person are engaged in this topic and everybody else wasn't prepared for the discussion or isn't pertinent to the discussion. And so in the end, we lose people. They're, they're not engaged in the, in the process, and we, we lose them. And so another thing that, that he talks about, this is, this is from the book. Patrick Loncioni says, during the weekly tactical, there are two overriding goals, resolution of issues and reinforcement of clarity. Obstacles need to be identified and removed, and everyone needs to be on the same page. So this is that chance where every week the whole team can get on the same page. The daily check-in meeting is kind of that daily, hey, make sure we're good. Another thing that we've talked about on the podcast in the past are manager one-on-one meetings where you have a chance to have that one-on-one meeting with your manager or with someone on your team, your team members. So maybe you're the leader and you're meeting with one of your managers, or maybe you're a manager and you have a team and you're meeting with each of your team members. And so that one-on-one meeting with each of them to make sure you're on the same page with their goals Same kind of thing at a team level here on the daily basis. And then on a weekly basis here, making sure, okay, where are we at as far as metrics? And reinforce clarity. And really remove roadblocks at this point. It is a tactical meeting. It's made to identify issues, move along. So another thing that I do want to mention during this tactical meeting is make sure that this meeting doesn't become... Just kind of a gripe session, a session where people come and just complain. Make sure that you also, as the leader, don't just hear these complaints and commit to fix them or or take on all of the problems yourself. It's really easy to do because as a leader, you want to take on take ownership of some of these items, but really, you shouldn't be the one coming up with all of the solutions nor taking all of the problems upon yourself. So it's a place where people can bring the items they have, the barriers they have, and you can help them remove them. But that doesn't mean you have to do every piece. Perhaps it's somebody else on the team. You as a leader can help identify the right person to do that. Often the person bringing the item in the meeting may have a great solution. And that's really the hope, is that the people that come may bring an issue and also have a resolution. Or maybe they're bringing it to the team because they don't know what to do and but perhaps they have some ideas or someone else on the team has an idea and together we can we can overcome some of these tactical issues that come up and and take care of take care of them as they come along on a weekly basis when i started doing this meeting a number of years ago in a role i was in it was amazing how some of these issues that had kind of plagued us we had done like a daily check-in meeting right a stand-up meeting until we started doing this weekly tactical meeting it was funny Our daily check-in meetings started getting longer and longer, and it wasn't the form. People were getting frustrated, like, why is this taking so long? Until finally, we split up the meetings properly, had our daily check-in, and also had a weekly tactical meeting of an hour or so for us, and we were able to really take the time to harness those issues, take care of them, move along. And our daily check-in meetings truly went back to five or 10 minutes. They were quick. We moved along, and honestly, happiness was higher for everyone. Because the meetings were clearly defined. People you know were, knew that they were going to be there for an hour to work through an issue on that once a week meeting. They scheduled it. They knew it was happening. But when a daily check-in meeting of 5 to 10 minutes would get hijacked by some tactical item, it became frustrating for everyone involved. All right, so we have daily check-in meeting, weekly tactical meeting, and then the next one is a monthly strategic meeting. This is a meeting he recommends is two to four hours you have the chance to be able to sit down and where you, he says, discuss, analyze, brainstorm, decide upon the critical issues that are affecting your long-term success, right? So you decide what these issues are and you, you talk about them on a monthly basis in your team to make sure that you're kind of readjusting and making sure, okay, are we going the right direction as a team? He recommends limiting it to one or two topics, and I agree with that. I, when doing these same kind of strategic meetings, these these two- to four-hour meetings, more than one or two topics, you can't go deep enough. You can't go deep enough. And the team, as long as they know beforehand what the topics are going to be, people can prepare. They can research. And you can have some of the data that you know you're going to want in the meeting for the meeting. Have you ever been in a meeting where that's happened? where all of a sudden you've you've came up with this great idea and you're like, man, we could totally make a decision here. We have some time set up if we just had some of the data. So this gives you a chance to get some of the data before the meeting, come to the meeting with some of that research done, and allow the discussion to move forward much, much better. And so he talks about having good conflict in the strategic meeting to make sure that you don't start going down the wrong path. If people, if people disagree, it's a great chance for people to disagree. We're talking about the whole strategy, the whole direction that you're going as a team or as an organization, depending on, on what group is meeting. So good conflict is so important in all of these meetings, but specifically in a strategic meeting. So he talks about how that, you know, the next type of meeting is a quarterly offsite review. So you have your monthly strategic keep you on track. And the quarterly offsite review is a chance to have one to two days away from the office, preferably away from most other items going on, you know, phones off for much of the meeting, if possible, people know, you know, your your team members know, hey, we're out of the office, we're not going to be answering emails, not going to be answering phones, you know, take care of it. So prepare people beforehand. It's a chance where you can review overall strategy. What's happening in your competitive landscape, industry, and, you know, key personnel, team development <clears throat> are some of the things that he recommends. And so as you're going through on these quarterly offsite reviews, this is the chance to determine where you want to go what you want to do, what things to look at. Look far out in advance. One thing you got to be careful with, too, that he recommends as well is not to overstructure the schedule of these meetings. And I, once again, agree with this. You need enough structure that the, that the expectation is clear of the types of items you're going to be speaking about, but you need to leave enough time open in your schedule for discussions to, to be able to expand and to be able to take the time you need to debate. I know sometimes when I create agendas for an off-site meeting, I'm actually creating one now for a meeting we have in a few weeks, and I try to be more careful. Instead of putting very specific times for the agenda, I will put approximate times. And everyone knows that if an item is important enough, we'll move everything else back. We'll try to talk about the more important things at the beginning, and we'll move it back because these strategy items are so important long-term strategy for what we're doing. So all of these meetings require good conflict, good debate amongst the team members. And if you don't, the meetings won't be effective. That's why having the meetings defined to the type of meeting truly becomes even more important. So people know the time that's available and they know their places. they're working through this. So Patrick Lencioni talks about a a few things. He says, you have to have a passionate, unfiltered, messy, provocative discussion that ends when the leader of the team decides all the information has been aired. At that point, if no one has made a compelling enough argument for making a decision, the leader breaks the tie. Right. So this is the chance where in the end, the leader will make the decision. Right. Hopefully the group. Has been able to make the decision together to where it's clear, but not every decision will be that way. There are times where the leader is going to have to break that tie. And there's no way around it. The important thing is, is that the leader hears the arguments and people feel heard. Not just tr- you know, kind of feel heard like they were heard, but truly know inside that, hey, I gave it my all. I expressed my opinion as best I can, and I trust. Our leader to make the best decision possible and that's hard that's hard when you're very passionate about your decision but sharing that passion and participating in the debate will make all the difference and it will help everyone be able to feel better about the decision that's made in the end especially on the difficult decisions when you talk about these strategy decisions about whole direction changes at times of an organization or of a team Or maybe how you're measured changes, and that can throw everyone for a loop, and people can feel very strongly about the way it's always been done or the way that they feel it should be done. Another thing that is shared in the book, it says, regardless of what position people originally took, once the decision is made, everyone supports it. That's why it is critical that no one hold anything back during the discussion. Have you ever heard that happen? On one of your teams, perhaps, or even you've heard it from someone else, not even in your company, just someone you were talking to. I've had both of those happen where they'll say, oh, they made this decision and I don't agree with it. I just had to keep my mouth shut. Just had to keep your mouth shut. That's so sad. Like, what are you paid for at your, at your company, right? If you're on the leadership team, hopefully you would be in a in a role where you could help impact the decision. The only problem is that's not that way at every organization. People may not feel that they can be heard and they feel like they just have to keep their mouth shut or their job will be in jeopardy or something to that effect, or perhaps that they think the leader's already made the decision. Now, that's a sad thing because that's the last thing you want to do. You don't want to ask for feedback on dis- on dis- or discussion on something you've already made your decision. Otherwise, people will feel that. And so when people feel that they have had the chance, they didn't hold back, and they had a chance, and in the end, they say, okay, that's all right, and they support it, that is the way for it to be. Even if you disagreed originally, if the decision is made to do something contrary to what you had originally decided, once again assuming we're not we're not talking about something that was, you know, unethical or or something to that effect. We're talking about just a, a directional decision within the company. Maybe not exactly what you would have you would have decided, but coming together as a team, unified after the decision was made, that is an amazing thing. That's how you know your team is able to function well. You can debate and have conflict, healthy conflict, but in the end come together and be unified on a decision. It is easier said than done, but when it's when it happens this way, everyone does win so much better. And the organization gets so much more buy-in from all of those that need to actually enact the change when all of the leaders or the management team or the team is all on the same page. So once again, these four types of meetings, daily check-in meeting, weekly tactical meeting, monthly strategic meeting, and then the quarterly offsite review. All can be great ways for you and your team to be able to define more clearly what type of meeting you need to have, what type of items to be discussed at each meeting. Make sure that you're getting removing roadblocks on a week-to-week and day-to-day basis, and then also looking for for your, your overall strategy on a monthly and a quarterly basis. So whether you choose to follow these four types of meetings or you do something that's a little different and create it on your own, being intentional and defining what type of meeting you're having will make all the difference for you and your team. I promise you. Thanks for joining us this week. And once again, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavorofleadership.com. Thanks for listening.